This is for all the girls who grew up without strong geek role models to help them discover their geek dreams. For everyone who's ever been quizzed about their video game knowledge because Geek Hearing is working to bring female identifying geeks into the prime to be the role models, dreams, and voices. About to show these boys how we do it. Higher, further, faster, baby. It's not about deserve. I'm not an owl! A girl has no name. There is something supernatural at work here. It's about what you believe. Did I stop on your mom? The guardian love you soft. Now on. You're doing something. May the odds be ever in your favor. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? Welcome to Geek Hearing, a critical geek culture podcast where we talk the good and the bad parts of being a chick in a male-dominated environment. Hi, my name is Morning. With me today is my lovely, glorious, a bit sucking rainy thunder situation, but made it out and now she has internet and looks glorious. Hi, Amanda. How are you doing? Hi, Moni. I'm good. I'm glad that um, we're able to record today because it was a little bit iffy whether that was actually going to happen. <laughs> we also jinxed it for a second. And you were like, maybe I lose my internet two seconds later. My internet's gone. <laughs> so, yeah, that happened. So that was that actually something. happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But so otherwise, that's, that's how I am. <laughs> that's exciting, a bit terrifying, but I'm glad you're otherwise okay. Mm-hmm. And, and how are you? We have power and internet. Oh yeah, I didn't sleep a lot, so I'm tired and uh, tired and mm. a bit confused. Um, and it's been a long day already. Um, but otherwise, doing fine, I guess. I suppose I don't really know. Today I don't know. <laughs> it's one of those days where like, what, what, what is going on? <laughs> You're just hanging fine. out. I'm just hanging out, doing my shit, trying to, anyway, never mind. All, all, all is otherwise well, like no drama, no, no, no anything else. So it's a good day. Good. <laughs> There's no drama, it's a good day, I guess. I, I totally agree. No drama equals good day. Thumbs up yeah. for no drama days. Thumbs up. Thumbs but it also means today, what day is it today? Today is um, June 1st. The first day of uh, arguably maybe the best month of the year. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Could mm-hmm. be. Yeah. Which is fake drum roll. Pride, Pride month. month. It took so long. I was like, is it gonna do something or not? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. We can totally so, do that. Happy Pride Month. Um happy happy day. Happy June first, happy first day of the Pride Month. Where we celebrate all things gay, queer. All things, all things. queer. All things queer. How good is that? Mm-hmm. People might be wondering, do we really need that? If you're wondering that, you are the problem. <laughs> Number one. Um, and yes, we need it because... There is still a lot of inequality going on and we need to raise more awareness. So that's why we need it. So get fucked, get over it. You have pride all time of the year. Otherwise, give the people what they want, which would be pride all year for them as well. But um, yeah, at least in June, we're celebrating. Mm -hmm. Especially this year, um, I think it's been... uh very difficult year for trans rights um in a lot of places especially in america um 
which isn't what this episode and is about. The UK. Um, and the UK. Fuck. Yep. Um, so we're not <laughs> talking about those negative things, but it's like shit like that that means that celebrating pride and being like happy and celebrating queer joy and trans joy is extra important. Exactly. Ugh. <laughs> oh, God. Well, we got halfway there. We got halfway there. Um, yes, I totally agree. And also, I think it's really important to to just not always talk about how everything sucks as a queer person. Because that's not true. Not everything sucks as a queer person. Nope. And especially not if there starts to be amazing representation, like the topic we're talking about today. Mm-hmm. And we, um, believe it or not, did not plan uh, to record this episode today because of Pride. We just wanted to talk about uh, Monica's new favorite show obsession, Heartstopper. This is true. It is my new favorite show obsession. If people have been here for a while then they know i have a couple of obsessions um one of them or probably my biggest one is Grey's anatomy i still watch it can't do anything about it um but this one heartstopper is like right up there <laughs> yeah how many times have you watched it so far money eight times. eight times in my total absolute defense that's probably one season of Grey's anatomy <laughs> Oh, true. Yeah. If it helps really when the honest. episodes are like 20 to 30 minutes and you can just like sit down and it's it's like a long movie. Exactly. It is like a long movie. Or, and and it, like you could like you did it, you could do it in like two, two instances. Then it's like really two movies at the same time. Mm hmm. <laughs> Which is what we what I did when I watched it because I've only seen it once. You've only yeah, you've only seen it once. But I know I, I appreciate that not everybody has the tendency like I do. To deep dive. Um to 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 deep dive, yes. <laughs> um so yeah. Um just as an explanation for people who don't know who what Heartstopper is and why it is glorious. Um Heartstopper is the new series on Netflix. It has eight episodes. It's based on a graphic novel by Alice Oseman um, that has been out since. Or she's like, they're continuously writing it still. Um, uh, like drawing it still, obviously, and writing it. Um, but since like, I don't know, 2016, 18, 17, 18, something like that. So a couple of years now, they're in the fourth volume. Um, and... Netflix basically bought the rights to it, had Alice Oseman also write the script for it, and it's incredible. It's all it's you ever really want good. from television. Mm-hmm. It's true. Um, as just like watching it the first time, uh, I was blown away by how they approached everything and like talked about big things, little things, everything in between, all about experience like experiencing life as a queer teenager mm. it was good so it's the story of i mean who hasn't who doesn't this is probably all spoilery territory because i feel like you can't you you get into it because the episodes are so short you get into spoiler really fast i feel like but it's the story True. of two two boys who go to like an old boys 
Um, it's set in the UK for reference. I feel that's important because I wouldn't otherwise guess any of it. <laughs> I also asked some questions like, what is a form? Um, set in the UK, all boys school. One of uh, the one of the main characters is Charlie. Came out the term previously as gay. I got a bunch of shit in school for it because bullies are everywhere. But it's not ever something you ever see really graphically. You just know that he had issues with it, so he had, he had been bullied uh, previously. Um, and he, because UK has some weird thing that's called a form. I don't know what that is. Apparently, like some. If that know, makes we sense don't have, to you. We don't okay. have any of that. Well, for our North American viewers, it's a form is like a homeroom. <laughs> so, but it so is an explanation for people who don't have that. It's basically some kind of class where you go to for a certain amount of time before you go to your actual classes, and there are whatever students in there, and you're putting groups, and that's your form group or whatever, or your homeroom group or whatever. Good explanation. It, uh, there was, uh, since you're not saying it's not the case it's just so confusing to me I don't understand yep there you go Liz, actual Brit says it's your base where you get registered for the day before lessons what What do you get registered for? I don't understand this Being is such a at weird school. this you is such a weird concept for me I, yeah, I don't know. Is it it's because you have to switch classrooms, basically, for every lesson? Yes. Do you have to switch classrooms for every lesson? Yes. Oh. This is That's so weird. <laughs> Money's mine right now. Honestly, it is so because we have one classroom that we're in all the time and the teachers come to us. So whoever comes in the first oh. lesson looks through the, through the class. Like we have a book basically with a list of names in it. The class book is it's, it's called. And then I think in the first lesson, people maybe take attendance. Maybe not. They just have to note when somebody's missing. It's not like they read them all out and are like, it's not, that's not happening. So they just, who is missing? Then they note that down and... Because we're like 25 people max in the class, maybe. So they, they know and see immediately when somebody's missing. And we all have our own seats and stuff. <laughs> so that's why it's so confusing to me where I'm like, is it this, this? Because they like he meets, so Charlie going back to Heartstopper, goes into his forum group, meets this student that's a class above him. And I'm like, ah, this was all like the, the theory behind it was very confusing. Um, I'm sorry that was a confusing concept. I hope that between chat and my terrible explanation, uh, you understand more. <laughs> yeah, I do understand better now. It's still a weird concept, but so is wearing school uniforms. So that's also very confusing. <laughs> mm, I understand that school uniforms were, were a thing like in, uh, or are a thing in North America that are reserved for like private schools and Catholic schools. Public schools yeah. are free for all. Free for wear all. What you want to wear. Interesting. But yeah, and so Charlie meets um, this boy, Nick, in his form class. Uh, he's a year above him, or a year older. I don't know if that's called year above him or whatever. Um, and they start to 
become friends, really, like in the beginning. Though, like already from the very start, there is an obvious attraction to each other because there are like leaves flying around and it's all adorable. Yeah, okay, sorry, just before we continue, I have to say that I love that about this show, um, how they brought the graphic novel elements in and the artsiness um, and how like they used it to really highlight kind of feelings and important moments and and electric shocks between fingers um yeah i thought that that was a really really cool thing um yeah to, to show in like not a cartoon or like animated series um to tie it into the fact that it was a graphic novel i really liked it I yeah I, I agree i thought it was amazing and also i feel it brought even more emotion to it even though it was like a bit kitschy i guess and like i mean this entire thing was super cheesy oh but but to a degree where i'm not where i didn't mind which mm -hmm. is because it was it and i don't and i tried to figure out why i wasn't annoyed by it because any other cheesy romance like this i don't think i would have been into like that what do you mean get off your face Oh, sorry. <laughs> I thought that was... I didn't realize that this was on the other screen. I thought it was on that one. <laughs> Apologies. It's okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, because it, like, it was all very, 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 very cheesy, right? Like, and very like first romance and first love and all of that and it was just so cute but even i who was like oh this is all it's not realistic this is bullshit i was so into it <laughs> yeah it was heartwarming it was they were as i said to you after my first four episodes painfully adorable um just like i was like oh my god they're yeah. so cute it actually physically hurts like oh get on with yeah. it <laughs> <laughs> no it was no. so cute no i i really like them i like the friendship that they built up and how it wasn't all just a friendship but like trying to figure out feelings and realizing your sexuality and um just when okay so i don't even know how to talk about this in a linear way so i'm just gonna like word vomit out here um there was yes. a scene where nick um was googling um am I gay? Or like how to find out if you're gay and like taking these quizzes that's like, am I gay? And I remember like way back, like 20 years ago, taking very similar quizzes that have not changed in the type of questions that they ask, the type of responses that they give. And I'm just like, wow, cool. So the resources available are actually still exactly the same as they were 20 years ago. Super. Mm -hmm. Um, and it also made me laugh, but I was just like, this is such a real experience. Like, this is so real. I also feel what they did really well in that scene is 100% also that, um, you could, it, like, if you paid enough attention to what articles he found when he was looking it up, there was so much bullshit with it, right? Like, so much, mm -hmm. there was not really anything helpful, like, anything comment like n only like articles that will make you want to not read further like conversion therapy and 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 
hate crimes and 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 all like would if for someone who is just trying to figure themselves out i feel it must be really scary to read all of that first Mm -hmm. before you you're already questioning what is going on with you and then what what all of these feelings mean and then the first thing you read is like your life's gonna be horrible like Mm -hmm. if, if that's who you are then this is all brutal for you which which uh, just which is just really and i feel i feel they've done it so nicely that if you pay attention you see it um without making it like because this series could be like all about queer pain right but it's not in the slightest it's all about queer joy and they mention all of the issues a lot of issues that come with it right but but without that being the only thing that people talk about in the center of it all is the joy of it all and the mm-hmm. the falling in love for the first time and like having all these nice and wonderful feelings and having being all like super into someone and then does he like me does he like me back exactly Gemma says it's real but it's not trauma porn exactly mm-hmm. Tom says um, I didn't find it too cheesy because I actually felt they portrayed that awkwardness in such a real way like waiting for a person to write you back or changing your sentence 10 times and debating over small things like what emoji to use in chat like yeah Yeah. (laughs) okay I didn't have that kind of chat like texting um, when I was in high school and I doubt you did either money because you're older than me so wow <laughs> shame <sorry>. rude <laughs> i mean the things that we didn't have is like the well i had a mobile phone pretty early on so i had like texting and stuff i had early and i i mean i've found all the people i connected with on the internet so i obviously was a lot of texting there involved but what we didn't have is like these typing thing where you can see whether Mm -hmm. the other person is typing or not at the moment and then decides to not message you and stuff like that that's not an experience that i had but obviously the writing and the thinking whether that's nice right thing to say and that's like that 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 waiting for it that i could really relate to but yes the Mm -hmm. (laughs) oh exactly icq yeah no i was definitely an icq and an msm messenger girl Uh, but i think like like you say the difference is that like we didn't have read receipts like we couldn't see that somebody had read our messages we couldn't see those like dot dot dots like so and so is writing oh they've stopped writing oh they're writing again oh they've stopped writing oh they're writing again oh they've stopped writing are they ever gonna write again oh no (laughs) Um, yeah 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 100 percent um so i totally i totally i agree with 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 that to what tom says and for me what i tried to what i feel is why i why i felt it wasn't too cheesy was also because all of it still felt like there okay there it was more important there was something that was more important still with even showing that kind like with even with even having this kind of show like it's not even just about the romance even though the romance is in the center of it all it's about how everybody is number one portrayed in it like how how they acted how 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 they deal with all of the things that they're dealing with. It's how their friends help be uh, supportive, not supportive, or, or, or how do you stand up against 
people who treat someone that you care about really horribly and what if you realize that the friends that you have are all just wankers and and all all things all those they, they were all such an important part of of the entire story even though the center of it is the, the romance bit but there all the other there are so many tweaks kind of that then built this amazing tree of the show look at me being all like like metaphorical here no it's beautiful yeah um yeah i think you've touched on something really important that i think was the way that they did it in the show was like perfect um and it's talking to your friends or standing up to your friends who are being pieces of shit (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. like there was scenes where um what was that what was his name was it billy no was it Billy? No. Harry? Harry. It's kind of like Billy. Where Harry was being, <laughs> like, awful to Charlie. Like, picking on him, bullying him about being gay. And there was um, a scene quite early on where Nick stood up to him um, and, like, called him out on his homophobia and said, like, you can't talk to people like that. And, like, that's actually what we need more of this. And that was before Nick, mm. like, fully knew for himself what his sexuality was and like that he was developing feelings for Charlie. Like, I think they were kind of there, but he was like, what are these feelings? Um, And just like that moment is so important and it's so iconic because that is how we need to talk about this. Like we need to be more proactive about calling out uh, homophobia and transphobia when we see it, Mm. especially in our Mm. friend group. Like, if your yeah. friend is saying really awful things, stand up and be like, hey, mate, that's mm-hmm. homophobic. Knock it off. Mm-hmm. Like, and I felt it was yeah. really good that he specifically mentioned it, right? Because he literally said to him, that's homophobic, Harry. Um, mm-hmm. So it's not just like, that's really not nice of you or whatever. Like, he called him out very specifically on, on his bullshit, right? And not just that he's, like, being funny or whatever, but actually him being with his stupid banter that he's always talking about is is actually homophobic because when, as soon as you hear it, then he's like, I'm the... immediately def- defended himself like they obviously all do all the time. But yeah, in a friend group... It's just a joke. Take a joke, mate. You used to yeah, be able to have yeah. a laugh. Yeah, exactly. It's just banter. Everybody else yeah. knows it's just banter. Um, but it's not. Mm-hmm. And it's not funny and it's not it's banter and it's bullshit. Mm. Just, just kidding doesn't cut it. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, no somebody's gender sexuality anything like race insert anything here it's it it's not Mm. it it can't and should not never be the basis of your quote-unquote joke Mm. yeah for sure for sure um the the, harry is what generally the new joffrey for me in a way (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, maybe less horrible than Joffrey. Well, not, not just because Joff, like Joffrey was, I don't know, just such a wanker. I got so annoyed with the guy. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Um, and I think that this is a great time to talk about the friendship piece and like Charlie's mm-hmm. friend group, especially his best friend Tao, um, mm-hmm. who was very protective of Charlie because he'd been there with Charlie through the bullying years, right? Um, Mm -hmm. when he first came out and like this was kind of supposed to 
I don't know, be done now. But all of a sudden, Harry mm-hmm. is bringing it right back. And Tao is just like not having any of it and goes and just fully stands up to Harry. And every time, like th- those scenes actually like were some of my favorites because it was really yeah. heartwarming to see a friend stand up for another friend in such an iconic way. Like uh, it was, he, it was great. Tao and as Liz said as well, iconic. Wonderful, and as Liz said as well, um, that there was a lot of your mum jokes in there, and because it, it wouldn't be a British show otherwise, you know. <laughs> Is it something that's specifically British? I admit, not specifically, but like, yes. I mean, do you do that a lot? Why do yes. you do that a lot? I don't know. I just like, like I, I wouldn't it, like, say maybe it's once specifically or twice. I didn't British. It because it your mom jokes definitely existed in my yeah, high school yeah, yeah. in Canada. But like it to me it's something that is very British. <laughs> interesting. Yeah. So interesting. Mm-hmm. Generally I felt the British vibe was really well like really good in it. Like just I don't know, you felt you watched like a proper British show there. Mm-hmm. Like whereas with sex education it could be I don't know where it is. <laughs> like this True. this is so meta somehow it could be anywhere and nowhere at the same time like everybody's talking british but it doesn't feel like they're in britain somehow um so so yeah, that's just that was just, just kind of yeah nondescript brit <laughs> yeah <laughs> um Ton said before that um and i need to bring it up that his boyfriend said that uh he had to suspend disbelief because nick was written to be a bigger guy and he was not impressed by the actor jesus christ i am so impressed but like again i saw the graphic novels that the that the that nick is obviously drawn bigger which i perceived as more muscular because rugby lad so bigger in that sense not like bigger as in heavier that's how i perceived it when i read it but i thought the actor was incredible mm-hmm. and like i think all the all the actors in this show were incredible like i couldn't like i have moments where I, i'm watching scenes and i'm watching them and i'm like you are acting this now and, and sometimes with especially like younger actors often in a way you like you notice that they're still younger and and like struggle like okay they're all 18 17 18 around so that's like different than the 13 year old who played emma watson when she played hermione and you knew she was acting right but fuck me i thought they were all so good like Mm -hmm. incredibly good and especially considering a lot of them were like first time acting on stuff like this and Keith Connor, who plays Nick, he wasn't one of them. Like, he already played in the Rocket Man and played Elton John in Rocket Man and some other bigger things. So he was like, tra- like he's already got experience there. And I feel he was so good. Mm-hmm. So, so. They so were. Good. They were all phenomenal actors. Um, and mm-hmm. I think that uh, the, the other really great thing was that uh, most of them were queer. Um, like, mm-hmm like queer people playing queer roles which is such a joy to see because there's often straight people playing queer roles i mean that goes into a whole other thing so it and and it it is frustrating because like hire people with lived experiences to bring actually mm. that experience and emotion to the role so like i think mm. that a show doing that 
especially with such a young cast, is just Mm. really important and fantastic. Especially because they did, like, they killed it. They had such a, they did such a good job. Mm. Like, the the entire, not only the cast, but also the people working behind the scenes, they were really, really focusing a lot on hiring queer folk for um, for the show. Um, So... Also, the director, Euros, I've, I don't know how to pronounce his name, I'm really sorry, um, is also gay and the uh, author, like Alice Oseman, is Aeroace as well, which is pretty mm-hmm. fun because Rick and I talked about it that, and they said, I'm a romantic, I can't be so invested in this series. And then I, later I was like, well, that's interesting that you say that because... The author actually is also Aeroace, right? So she's, they're also mm. a-, a romantic. And it's interesting that they decided to write such a romantic piece of literature. I mean, that's like, like, so that's why I just found it fascinating. We were talking about the author being Arrow and it being so romantic. Or was it? And then Rick said, yes. Hardstopper cracked their black dead a romantic heart. And then Gemma said she thinks that people of all genders and sexualities can appreciate stories of joy though. Like there's beauty in the human experience in it, even if it's not yours. Queer joy can be queer joy for all of us. Definitely. And I think that that's a beautiful thing to say. I, yeah. Um, really. Yeah. I'm really valid. We were talking about the friends also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, their little friend group of um, Charlie and Tao and L and Isaac was was beautiful and diverse, and I, I got the feeling that they were the quote unquote outcasts of the school. Like they weren't the popular kids. Um, I mean, they definitely saw themselves like that. Like mm-hmm. Tao actually mentioned that they are like not even a group, but a trio of outcasts. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and just going back, like Tao was, uh, I, I mentioned previously that Tao was very, um, protective of Charlie and, and the bullying and everything, um, totally understandably, but to the point that, um, he really kind of alienated Nick from the friend group and alienated, like welcoming him in, um, Charlie had this massive crush on him and, um, Charlie or Nick is a rugby lad and like part of the popular crowd and you know kind of surrounds himself with not the nicest group of friends um, like kind of bullies and knobheads and I don't know insert your ins- insult of choice here um, mm. just not not nice people that uh, would be more on the bullying side of things and so Tao really was protective of Charlie to the point that um, Charlie didn't feel comfortable and like he could tell Tao that he was seeing like actually going out with Nick and like that caused a riff in their friendship that um, like I don't think that it, it played out exactly as it would have played out because Tao found out about their relationship and was like you should have told me why didn't you tell me I can't believe you didn't tell me I'm gonna be angry at you and Charlie's like how do you tell someone who hates someone like who hates that person that you're dating that person? Like, and, um, it it was frustrating to watch because it's just a scenario that 
has 100% happened multiple times mm-hmm. with multiple friend groups. Yeah. Like it was it was very 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 real. And I think like when they did make up, they both apologized for the thing that they needed to apologize for. Like Tao actually mm-hmm. said, "I'm sorry that I didn't ga- give you um I didn't like how did he phrase it? Like I didn't make it easy for you to tell me." Mm. Um Pony says Tao gave him PTSD from all jealous friends, but he ended up understanding his point of view. Yeah, I feel it. Ju- it's really, it's interesting to to watch it maybe with a step back to a degree because you're like, um, you can because you also see a bit more of 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 what they potentially might be thinking, which you necessarily don't do with with jealous friends because you are in the in the in the crossfire there, right? So you can't see it with with distance. What I found a bit interesting is because afterwards I was like, I don't want to read the novels because I, I don't want to be spoiled. But then at the same time, I was I couldn't not read them. So I read them all until 3 a.m. in the morning one day. Um, and it's actually a bit different in the graphic novels. Um, okay. Because he didn't tell, and I don't know if that's going to be a spoiler for the future... But I don't think necessarily really because otherwise it would have potentially just come up already. But he didn't tell Tao in the graphic novels because Tao was the one who accidentally outed him. So that's why he was... And it it, it is interesting because it gives his entire dynamic a totally different spin, right? Even though like the outcome is kind of similar that Tao is a really good friend and doesn't know. But... In the graphic novels, that's the reason why he doesn't tell him. Mm-hmm. But at the that's same time, in- that that happens in sorry, no, go ahead. Okay, um, it's interesting that that's ha- how it happens in the graphic novels because there's a moment. Is it when L says it or when Nick says it to to Tao that one of the reasons Charlie maybe hasn't told him yet is because he doesn't want him to doesn't want Tao to blurt it out when he is like arguing or fighting with Harry. Um, which that's what Tao said. You mean? Um, it was said to Tao that one of the reasons why maybe Charlie hasn't told him is because they there he's afraid that he's going to blurt it out um, to Harry, which yeah is a good allusion perhaps to you know the past that yeah, is maybe, talked yeah. about in the graphic novel. Yeah, true. Hmm. But I also in general, yes, Tao was annoying in at bits because I'm like. Oh. Uh, but at the same time, I just found he was really, he's, he, the, the way, some things he said was just hilarious. Like some, the way he came back at Harry, that was great at, at, at times and, mm-hmm. and really good. And also some other things when they were together in the friend group, it just made me like, actually lol. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, when he was like, yeah, and if, if, if Nick hurts you, then and Charlie says, oh, yeah, you're going to kill him. No, I was going to say I'm going to write him a strongly worded DM, but kill murder is fine as well or something. It's just just love that. <laughs> just mm-hmm. made that made me, me laugh really hard, too. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so good. Um, yeah. Also, this need there, there also needs to be a, an L appreciation moment. Yes. Because... Fuck me, what a glorious human being. Mm-hmm. She is an incredible actress. She is phenomenal. Like, just, oh, no, so much appreciation. Yeah. And Liz said in chat, Tao backing up into Elle with his erotic dancing. 
made me laugh out loud so hard and I was like, I didn't know that I was dating Tao, <laughs> that my fiance is not actually Tao because his erotic dance um, is very similar to how Tom twerks and it is fantastic. Um, <laughs> sorry for saying that on Twitch and on our podcast, Tom, but I love your little twerk and it is just like, just like watch Tao doing that dance and um, appreciate it for what it is. And all its <laughs> dorky, nerdy booty shaker. Ah, <laughs> poor Tom. Maybe not poor Tom. I mean, Tom does cute shit. <laughs> we all need mm-hmm. visuals for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Tom can record a video and let's go. Sounds um, good. <laughs> yeah. I'll I'll sneak a video next time. Now he'll never okay. do it for me again. <laughs> Oh no. Uh, yeah. Also, I feel you need to just, we need to also, we need to mention, because every one of their, even though like it, the, the entire show revolves around like Nick and, and Charlie, but I feel like every one of the, of the friend, every person of the friend group in itself is so important. So Tara and Darcy, for example, both incredible. Also, incredible acting and, like, their importance in this entire setting as well, I feel like, is... There are so many moments with them that are also so necessary to see and also so, so... they. I feel that it makes it so visual and so clear and so obvious why it is important to see people like you. Because mm-hmm. you can't be what you can't see. That's not how the how the word goes. But but it's 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 you need to be able to see people with same life experience as you to be able to identify with with them and 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 make your like it just makes your life easier in a way, like easy in mm-hmm. a way of in the feeling of you are not alone in that that situation, and it makes it easier to to walk after them and to walk behind them and then together with them i feel is so 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 important and i feel that was such a big thing as well in the show mm-hmm. yeah i think there was um a lot of really important moments with tara and darcy and um the one that liz in chat says is perhaps one of the most important and it's uh tara's moment explaining her internalized homophobia um mm. just talking that out loud hearing somebody talk about that is just it's so sad and so beautiful and so hurtful and real I think is really the best word to describe it it's just so real and every almost every queer person is going to have experienced moments like that um where they they're processing their internalized homophobia and whether they actually process it um, or how they process it. It's, it's very, it was, it was really important to see. Um, Pony says he also loves how Tara said, uh, we don't want to make a big thing, make announcement or anything at Harry's party. And the next day she makes an Instagram post. That's representation. Yeah. Mm hmm. And Tara saying, I couldn't even say the word lesbian when we first got together. Mm. And then hearing like the girls in her school and her class calling her a lesbian. And and it was like, I don't know what the word is. 
harrowing for her to experience that when like she couldn't even say that and now people that she that were friends with her the like yesterday um won't talk to her because she's a lesbian also the way people yeah and people treat because she noticed and acknowledged that people treat her differently because she came out now just because and even though for her nothing changed she's who she is right um Mm -hmm. But all of a sudden, everybody else treats her treats her as as if she's somebody entirely different, which is not because she's who she's always been. And I think that it's, it's so graphic, in a sense, in the show to see that as well. Like I am the same that she's like I'm the absolutely same person as I was yesterday. But all of a sudden, everybody treats me like I'm someone else, but which I'm not. I just want to be me again. I just want to do what I've always done. I want to be with who I want to be with because I love her. And and that's just, I feel that they've made it really vis- graspable. That's divide as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To, to be aware that it's not something that somebody did, that that's with a lot of the stereotypical bullshit, like it, as if it's a decision that you, I decide to be gay or whatever. I decide to, to do whatever. That's not, that's not it. Right. It's, it's, you've be, always been who you've always been and, and everybody else can go, go shit actually. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, it just gets mm-hmm. so furious. With, like just thinking about it. Where I'm like, why would you p- treat somebody differently just because they love someone else that you expected them to love? Like what sense? It makes no sense in my head in the fucking slightest. No, so I'm just like, why the, <sighs> I agree. Um, And speaking of internalized homophobia, I think that we need to talk about Ben. Yeah. The actor is really cool, though. (laughs) He seems like a cool person, except he played kind of a shithead. I know, he played a shithead. He he played someone struggling with their own internalized homophobia to the Mm. point that they bullied, and it was, there was a lot, there was a lot there. Yeah. Um, So, Ben is a character we meet in the first episode who is kind of having a secret fling with Charlie. Charlie being an out gay boy at the school and Ben being um, the exact opposite who refuses to admit that he's even attracted to men um, and kissing girls at the front, like the school gates and everything. And um, yeah, it comes with its own host of problems. He, he, turns quite nasty and um like tries to assault charlie force him to kiss him when Mm. like charlie was clearly saying no and like that was kind of a formative moment for nick and charlie as well because nick actually stopped that from happening like pulled pulled ben off of him um and it's nasty and pony says that ben is even nastier in the novels which makes me really sad because he was already a in the show so i'm like yeah. oh god do i really want to read the novels where he's even worse um, the graphic novels i don't remember but i must be in because there's entire universe like all oseman's book are kind mm-hmm. of in the same universe so so you get like stories from other points of views from every book and stuff so probably in those i guess mm-hmm. um yeah and and ben basically like find kind of has his suspicions finds out about charlie and nick and like threatens more uh to to out them and um 
there was like a, a an incident at a movie theater and like Ben says to Charlie that Nick's only with him because he pities him and he feels sorry for him and like uh just really t- tugs at every heartstring in my poor little heart and mm. um because for somebody who clearly has some like quite a lot of self-esteem issues like Charlie has where you know he was with Ben and like Ben Mary he thought like Ben might be a boyfriend and Ben was like I'm not your boyfriend and then like so that's put mm. kind of a a seed of doubt there like oh well you're we're kissing but we're not boyfriends so like there's that going on and um yeah so just just like making him call into question like how does Nick actually feel about me um mm-hmm. I think like oh he's just he's he's such a good character but he's such a bad person <laughs> that's well summarized such a good character such a bad person Mm-hmm. yeah yeah for sure totally agree also like mm-hmm. he the way he feels entitled to whatever charlie's still doing even though he's like not committing to him obviously because he doesn't want to come out doesn't know what he wants to come out as or doesn't even seem to i mean you don't follow him like privately but you don't seem like he doesn't seem like there's any progress in a way where you're like He's trying to figure himself out. He's doing the thing, like, he will eventually. Everybody will, I guess. Um, um, But, yeah, it's just the way it also impacts Charlie, as you mentioned, in all, everything going forward. Like, also in the way he reacts with Nick in certain moments is just so branded by what Ben and how Ben treated him previously. Mm. Um, the, the, the last interaction that we see between Charlie and Ben is like Charlie approaching Ben after sports day, after beating him in a race actually. And, you know, says, and this is after like months of Ben goading him and being like, you're obsessed with me. Stop following me. Like, what are you doing? Blah, 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 blah. And I was just like, oh my God, shut up. Um, but Charlie approaches him after winning this race and is like, you know, you don't have this power over me anymore because of your Mm. own internalized homophobia, just because you don't know what you are. And at this point you see like Ben actually starts to cry a little bit. Mm. Um, like you don't get to treat me like shit. Mm. And yeah, I thought that, yeah, it, it, it was, it's yeah. Standing up to your bullies and, I feel there was a lot of empowerment that- there for Charlie. No, well, uh, multiple moments. Like he already pushed him away at the party previously, and then he really like. Be- and Ben didn't did never really stop with with the bullying, the harassment in a way. And then he was like, "You can fuck all the way off. Like you figure your own shit out. That's not my problem that you haven't figured your own shit out. But you can't get to decide anything over me." Um. Pony says he was talking about Ben with an IRL friend and he had a very good take on the character. Ben didn't really have the time or space to process his feelings, nor did he have a support circle. Not to say his reaction is okay, but it kind of makes sense that he ended up that way. Yeah, I mean, it's always like hurt people also hurt people, right? Like, Mm -hmm. um, it's never really an excuse, but you can logically understand where people become how people sometimes become such idiots like and such mm-hmm. like horrible people that doesn't mean that it's an excuse for their behavior but it's an explanation and some but that doesn't mean that they can't change their behavior right so but yes 
Totally agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Ben is in that group of like rugby lads yeah. where, you know, that Harry is the capital A asshole of the group. Um, yeah. And like, if that's your friend group, like, absolutely, you do not want, like, you won't feel comfortable mm. coming out in that circumstance, oh, yeah. in that situation. Yeah. Like, you won't. It, it takes a very strong person to go against, mm. you know, what all your friends are saying. Um, oh, and I'm also so convinced that Harry has bullshitted home, like, at the same time. Like, very oh, yeah. rich, rich, spoiled brat would assume his p- parents don't give a shit, so he needs to be the big guy at school. That's my mm-hmm. my quick assumption. Oh, absolutely. Without having, like, read yeah. any more background info on, on Harry in the slightest, but... Um, I would say I totally agree. Still, still hate his guts, though. <laughs> oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and like Nick really breaks the mold here because he starts hanging out with Charlie, and um, even his mum says, "I haven't seen you're you're more yourself with Charlie than you are with anyone else." And I think like that starts the ball rolling for him, like his train of thought. Like, why am I more different? I'm more myself and sad a little bit Charlie than mm-hmm. I am with, you know, the boys that I usually hang out with. And then he realizes that they suck. They mm-hmm. really suck. Yeah. <laughs> and like, there's a whole, you know, inner monologue with with um, I don't know what those are like, by the way, but there's like an inner monologue with Nick, like. Uh, talking about how he realizes that his friend group sucks and like what does he do like and what do you do when you realize that every single person you hang out with is kind of a jerk um like yeah yeah pony mentioned imogen here and i have to say the Mm. first time i watched the show she really pissed me off right she like she really annoyed me to a degree where i'm like oh you're just so fucking annoying the more i watched it I think she's the only person that started to grow on me to a degree where I'm like, oh, you poor girl. Like, you know, like, because in a way I totally see myself in her when I was like, and, and see this parts of myself in her as a young teenage girl where you're like, you're just so into the guy. And you're so happy that you're like, he agrees to go on a date with you. And, and, and then you're like so over and you're just annoyed. And, like, and at the beginning, all of that was really annoying. But then you're like, oh, actually, you're a really good girl, right? You're just really into mm-hmm. him and he's not into you. And that's really painful too. And but you're dealing, taking it so well. And yeah. really, she really, really grew on me. And I, I can't wait what more they're going to bring into that with her. Because she's not really in the mm-hmm. novels. I don't, I don't oh, really recall her at all. Mm. Like, Isaac is also not in the no. novels. Um, he's... Okay, Isaac, though? I love Isaac. I love him, too. Like, I Ed didn't him. like him. He said he can't act. But I think I really liked him. Isaac was your nerdy, awkward friend who's in your group that, like, just kind of hangs out on the peripheral and is really supportive. And Isaac, did you notice? I'm sure you did. I'm sure. Or maybe. I don't know. But Isaac always had a really interesting book he was reading. It was always something about gender, about sexuality that, like, he could learn from and, like, help support his friends or maybe he's reading for himself like maybe he's reading to discover like isaac is such a mystery and he's a supportive fucking mystery and i love Mm -hmm. him and we need more Mm -hmm. isaacs in the world Mm -hmm. the assumption is that because osman said that there will be ace representation if there is a second season um and people are assuming Mm -hmm. that isaac is going to be that um 
which okay. was the first thing that I thought when when that came up. I was like, yeah, it's probably going to be Isaac. There's usually someone else in that um, universe called Aiden. I forgot his name. No, Aiden is not the right word, but something like that. Name is not the... Um, and they are actually the person instead of Isaac, but they have their own book, Radio Silence. Aled. Thank you, Lizzie. Aled. Aled. I don't know how to pronounce the person. Um, they have their own... They're not the same character, Liz. It's a different character. Uh, Aled has a separate storyline, but the storyline... The author would have had to change the storyline so much that it wouldn't fit with the novel anymore. That Aled is mostly... There is one novel that's mostly about Aled, and that wouldn't fit anymore. So that's why Aled got exchanged for Isaac, and Isaac is a different person and a different story. It's interesting. Just, just in. It's a Welsh name. Arled. It's a Welsh name. Oh, mm. wow. Okay, and also, like, Welsh representation. <laughs> Sorry. What? Do you mean Arled is the Welsh representation? It's mm. not in the show. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Maybe. No, well, I don't think he's going to show up. Um, um, uh, that's that's really interesting. Um, and I can totally see that. But also, like, I I need to have a rewatch of it all. Um, a rewatch of the show just so that I can write down every book that Isaac was. Oh, yeah. I think they're at least so ready. But uh, yeah, I was all Okay, like, so I don't need to do the yeah, research yeah. because no, I'm, I added a couple to, to my, my, like, my wish list yeah. as, I was, as I was watching. I was like, <laughs> yeah, oh, that no. sounds really interesting. Yeah, I'm going to add that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, Because I, I can really so. see myself and Isaac, like, kind of hanging out on the peripheral of a friend group being like, these are my friends. But he's also, he's also. Like, being so, friends with them. <laughs> He's, as you say, he's so fucking supportive, but he's also so regulating is not the right word. He's like this centerpiece of keeping the calm in the friend group and also not has no interest in any bullshit whatsoever. So, so when they had the conversation and you could, and they had like movie night organized and then Charlie couldn't come because he agreed to go on do something with Nick instead and Tao got really upset and Elle was all being nice and, and he was just not engaging with that kind of conversation because he wasn't giving, give, he didn't give any fucks. So that was really... And when he kicked the Monopoly board off the bed no, while yeah, Tao yeah. and Charlie were Whoops. fighting over who's actually the winner, like yeah. oops, sorry guys. <laughs> so the Freak. actor... This is wonderful. I love it. The actor Toby Donovan, I think is his name, um, has his own YouTube channel and he's posting vlogs on the YouTube channel. It's pretty funny. And he actually Thanks. worked in Saints Sainsbury's before and also came from, from the grocery store directly on, on set. So I was also one of those cast persons ones that haven't acted before, like mm -hmm. professionally at least. I just find that so cool, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Like They really did such... Also, which I find so wild as well, all that casting and all of that happened during COVID. So they almost had no person, human interaction and had like chemistry reads and shit on Zoom. And then like a big one before the show started. And I'm just like, this is... And then to have a cast like this is incredible. Like don't even, don't even understand how they managed to do all of that. Mm -hmm. It's wild. 
Oh, sorry. And the importance of the gay teacher that Charlie would hang out in the art oh, room yeah. and like open up and talk. What was his name? I'm sorry. I, I watched it once so I ate time, so I didn't get everyone's names. Ajay, that's right. Um, like it's that's so great to have that kind of representation. That's that person that you t- you can talk to when you're in high school, like being able to talk mm. about these things. Um, and I noticed that like Mr. Jai had on a like a pride pin on his mm-hmm. lapel of his jacket, um, which I'm like, okay, so he is like the LGBT rep in the school, which is like a, a sign like the gay kids can go and talk to him. Like, yeah, uh, I just he was great. And the advice that he gave Charlie, especially the line of like, I spent a lot of time hiding in high school when um, and it didn't help me. I would I should have just been out there. And I thought that that was just such a powerful thing to say because it's using his own experience and how, like, shit that was for him at the time to, like, help a student who's struggling with something really similar that he went through. Mm. Um, And, like Gemma says, good high school teachers can save lives. And, yes, they can. Yeah. Yeah. I met up with some girlfriends on Monday uh, that I went to high school with. And, like, all three of us are still friends 20 years later, oh my god, 18 years later actually, um, with yeah. some high school teachers. Like, uh, we're so. <sighs> there are actual people in these timelines now. Previously, it was only like three, mm-hmm. four years or something, and now it's like 18, 20 years ago. That's like actual human beings you can already reproduce kind of times. And that's the ter- scary thing about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Jinx is the drama department at her school saved all of us. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We had these trust teachers, but she was also a bitch. So I don't think that people actually would go, would have gone to her. Like if, I don't know. I hope there are better, there are better times now in schools for kids, but I don't know. I mean, that series, I feel, gives you hope, right? To a degree, it gives you hope. Because it's obviously not all all, all, all nice and dandy and great and whatever. But, um, but yeah. Also, Olivia Coleman. I just love her so oh. much. I just cannot yes. not. It's like, she's just the absolute fucking best. I don't. Oh, my God. Her reaction when... Nick came out to her is like everything you could ever want. Yeah. Like just thank you for telling me. <sighs> Does Gemma not know who Olivia Coleman <sighs> is? Do we have to cancel Gemma now? Are you fucking s- Oh my god, Gemma. What the actual fuck? What the fuck? Even I know that. Even I know who Olivia mm-hmm. Coleman is and I'm not British. <sighs> Oh my god, Gemma. One of the only things that my mom said about this show was, oh, that's Olivia Coleman. I love her. <laughs> oh no. I have to say, and I, I would like to preface what I'm about to say with a thing that I'm very aware this is a very questionable and a very not, this is not the great thing to well want or whatever because i know there it's more complex than that but i when i watched this i was like i really 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 want to be olivia coleman for someone 
Because mm. I watched this and I was like, there are so many people out there who don't get an experience like this. And I wish I could give someone an experience like that. But I'm not getting any children, so that's not going to be it. And I was also thinking, if I would ever get children and they're straight, I'm going to be so upset. That's also a very questionable thing to say, and it's bullshit, and I know. But I was like, there are so, so, so many people who have shit experiences when they tell their family or their friends that they're coming out or something. And I would just, like, I would offer myself as a safe space. But anyway... A pony, let me be your Olivia Coleman. <laughs> yeah, like my coming out experience wasn't bad, but like when I told my parents, it was okay. Don't tell anyone. Mm, I remember. What you am I telling. supposed to do with that? You know. Mm. So it could have been, you know, a very different experience. Um, it should have been a very different experience of just saying, like, mm. "Thank you, I love you. Nothing about you has actually changed." Mm. also you that the thing that she also added that you don't have to say you like girls when you don't like i thought that was also mm -hmm. such a nice add-on because it's probably not the only thing where you're like not the not the not the first time that somebody first said they still that they, they, they buy when they're actually already know that they're gay right mm -hmm. um and like can we talk about that that nick is bisexual yes please because that's fantastic <laughs> like i was so excited like when he because at first i was like oh, okay so he's gonna come out as gay and it's gonna be a story about being gay but like no it's a story about finding out that actually you're attracted to all genders um and the scene with pirates of the caribbean when his mom is like oh love you really that. love kira knightley and then like orlando bloom comes on the screen and i'm like or did he love orlando bloom or did he love both <laughs> that is such a like and then i thought back to me watching pirates of the caribbean i was like wow that was really a bit of a bi awakening for me as well because um hello they were both beautiful people and i was like huh relatable um but ex him explaining bisexuality to his mom olivia coleman and her being like i know i wasn't born like yesterday <laughs> like i know so what this cute. is it was wonderful it was wonderful and we need more wholesome bi representation because mm. it was just like thank you like yeah. thank you so fucking much for making it so normal and so lovely and so <sighs> perfect. It was great. I loved it. Yeah, it was all about this was just the most wholesome piece of television in a very, very, very long time. I feel it's there was nothing about this where I would there, that, there was like, I wish that would have been different. Everything about this was just. This fills the wholesome cup up to a degree that it spills over and you just have to cry because it's so nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love <sighs> it. I love it. Yes, and Pony said something really important there. The fact that they didn't need to add a girl to the mix uh, to prove that he has feelings and that he is bisexual. Yeah. Because, yeah, because yeah, you don't need to have experience with another gender to know that you like more than one gender. Yeah. It was, it's just such, I just, I just, I just cannot. Ugh. What was your favorite scene? <gasps> or what are your favorite mm. bits? If you think back on it, what was your favorite one? I loved the scene. One of the first times that Charlie went to Nick's house and the dog and they were outside in the snow. Um, that just, 
that was like my ultimate expression of like even though they weren't like Nick wasn't out yet or even like really knew what was going on with his sexuality like it was just such an expression of queer euphoria and queer joy that I was like this is beautiful and then the picture uh, for the birthday present I was just like oh, yes. yeah 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 it's so cute yeah <sighs> just love this show it's such a good show so what was your favorite scene my favorite scene there are a couple of things that i just found really epic also another thing soundtrack out of this world amazing mm-hmm. like i also have never seen a series in a while where the music had such a massive impact into how I feel about it. Like, always the music is always a big thing, but I feel like that one hit you right in the stomach. Like, it was a gut punch. Like, there's nothing else. Nick smiling at Tara and his girlfriend kissing it, then the her girlfriend kissing at the party was one of my favorites. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. I feel that was the one where, I, that was one that was it for me. That's why I, why I mentioned the music first, because... That in combination with the song just gives me goosebumps thinking about it, actually. Um, Because it's like, she was in a place where, Darcy and Tara were in a place where they were like, we don't want to make a big thing about this. We just want to be us. We just want to have a great time. We just want to do it. And then Nick seeing them. And I think that moment was also so important that he saw them doing whatever they wanted to do for this evening to mm-hmm. proceed the way it did in the end. I feel wouldn't that not have happened would it not have happened it would not have ended like this. So I feel it was such also such a key moment and paired with the music with Church's song fuck me that was so good mm-hmm. and that smirky smile from the from from Nick was just fucking adorable. Mhm. This boy's gonna. This, I mean, young man is gonna be in such an incredibly good-looking older man, and I'm already terrified. Fuck me! Like, I need to remind myself that I'm 37 and he's 18, and I can't swoon over an 18-year-old like this. But holy <laughs> shit, uh, it's gonna be like really, really bad when he's older. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes, Pony, I agree. The Shura bit, and that's also the one with Shura with uh, when he came to his house in the rain. Like the parts of that, that was just first in the room when he like when Charlie tried to talk himself out of about how sorry he is, um, and in general the situation about um, about him apologizing just for existing all the time. He doesn't need to apologize for existing. And I feel Nick just tries to constantly remind him of the fact that he has nothing he needs to apologize for. There's that, mm-hmm. so, but yes, the, in, in, in Charlie's place where he then like opens up to him about having his gay crisis and, and them sharing this kiss is really cute. And then afterwards when Shura's song is playing and the, it, Charlie runs after him in the rain, the rain bit just was really cute. <laughs> <laughs> just really mm-hmm. enjoyed that as it was well. so cute yeah yeah um and then flinksy also says about the scene where charlie falls asleep while watching a tv show with nick and like oh. nick thinks about like touching his hand and yeah. like holding his hand and like there's all the animated 
sparks flying and lightning and being like, do I, do I, oh no, no, I do, I do, I do, I. And then Mm. there was like the parallel to that when they go out to the cinema with their friends and then they do kind of hold hands while watching the, watching it. And no, it, it was, it was great. It was so well done. I, um, I love it. I'm glad that, that teenagers and younger and everyone is getting these yeah. kinds of shows now because they're just great. Everything about them is great. I feel a bit sad for older generations who haven't had this before and have this melancholy about it that they didn't have it. Mm-hmm. But equally, I'm like, I'm so glad younger generations have it now. Like, if it, it feels like such an important piece of pop culture in now. Like, I feel like there is the there is a time before Heartstop and there's a time after Heartstop. And I feel it's you don't have that with a lot of series, right? Like, yes, sex education is very special as well, but there is not, you don't, it doesn't feel like there is a before, before sex education, after sex education, whereas I feel like with Heartstopper, there is a before Heartstopper and after Heartstopper. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. I don't want to do dating anymore. I don't want to. Fuck. No. No, thank you. I'm done. No. Yeah. 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 So, f- final thoughts on Heartstopper from me are: um, I will be joining all of Twitch chat today and buying the books, um, all of yeah. them, because yes. And I cannot wait. I I like squealed when at the end it says that season two is coming. I was like, yes, even though like yes. I knew, but also like two and that, three, like, yes. two and three, two more seasons are confirmed. Also, yeah. I feel we can't do this. I just need to mention her because we mm-hmm. can't end the podcast and not have mentioned her. Tori, my absolute favorite. Charlie's sister oh, is the queen of great. everything. Yeah. We all and, need big sisters like that. <laughs> honestly. And she solitary is about her, the book. So just in case you will need to know that. Which I... Like, Tori is just the epiphany of of that Mm -hmm. no she was great straight talking blunt supportive lovely everything all the good parts of a big sister plus like also being annoyed at your younger brother i loved her yeah it's really it was really really good i'm curious if you want to read the graphic novels what are you going to think of what's going to come i'm excited too but yeah we will not go into that because no, no additional spoilers. I'm not very mm-hmm. far ahead in, in Solitaire. I just like a couple of chapters in like four or so. Um, and I fell asleep because I was really tired. So I didn't fin- continue yet. But I want to because I just love Tori so much. I need to read her book. I need to even though it's so hard the reading <laughs> for me currently. Uh, mm. But there will be a time where I finish mm. it. Yes. I feel we had like mm-hmm. good convos about this. We mentioned everyone. Very good conversation. And I think it's only the beginning of our I conversations know it is, about Heartstopper. It it's just really the best fucking yeah. show on television right now. Honestly, I, yeah, I go that there. far. Absolutely. I go that far. Mm-hmm. Biggest impact show for sure. Yeah, definitely. <sighs> definitely. So, yeah. That's what we have to say about Heartstopper. Please let us know um, on social media. Join us on Discord, geekcaring.com forward slash Discord, where we can continue the discussion about Heartstopper and how much we love it. 
Um, yes. Come hang out there. And see you again in two weeks for another amazing episode of Who's Caring. Bye. Bye. If you like this episode of Key Caring, why not leave us an iTunes review? You can also find us on social at Key Caring and over on keycaring.com.